0: Hello everyone, I'm going to start you off on today's episode with a story about a girl named Emma. It was a chilly January morning, the kind that sends a shiver down your spine. But for Emma, the colds, while annoying, was the least of her worries. Today was the day of her big audition for a prestigious summer intensive program. As Emma walked into the large echoing studio, Her heart raced like a hummingbird's wings. The room was filled with dancers, each of them stretching, their faces either a mix of concentration and anxiety or familiarity with their friends that were there with them. Emma found a spot at the bar and began her warm-up alone, trying to focus on her usual routine. Yet her stomach growled loudly, a traitorous sign of her nervousness and the snack that she did not consume. She looked around, feeling a blush creep up her cheeks as she noticed the room's mirrors reflecting a sea of poised dancers. Emma felt a pang of self-doubt. Am I good enough to be here, she thought. The audition began, and the room's energy shifted to an intense focus. Emma's name was called, and she was told where to stand at the bar. A jolt of fear shot through her. She stepped forward, her mind racing with thoughts of forgotten steps and stumbles. She felt as if all eyes were on her, judging her every move. But as the class continued on and the music, something within Emma changed. The familiar melody of the piano soothed her nerves. She closed her eyes for a moment, took a deep breath, and with trust, let the music guide her. Each step, each leap felt like a word in a story that she was telling to everyone around her. She realized that this moment, the dance, this was where she belonged and it's where she felt most alive. The fear and anxiety melted away with each turn and extension. She may have tripped once or twice, but she realized she was not dancing just for the judges, but for herself. In that moment, she wasn't just auditioning, she was sharing a piece of her soul. As the music ended, Emma, opening her eyes, looked at the room, which had felt so intimidating, and now felt as if it was like any other studio she had danced in. She realized that regardless of the outcome, she had overcome her fears, and she had danced her best, and that this was something to be proud of. Welcome to the Ballet Class Revolution podcast, where we stride through the steps of dance education with some grace and a lot of knowledge. I'm Heather Cahoon, and today's episode is dedicated to our dance families. We're focusing on guiding your dancer through audition season. Let's uncover today the ways to support, encourage, and prepare your dancer for this very important time in their lives as well as yours. As we go through our episode, please keep in mind Emma's story as a reminder of what this whole thing is really about and the roller coaster of auditions. Finding ourselves in the music is what it's about and dancing our heart out, no matter the outcome. Hello and welcome to Ballet Class Revolution, the podcast where dance, education, and community come together. I'm Heather, your guide through the ever-evolving landscape of dance. With 27 years of dance experience that has taken me across the world, from the stages of Austria, Germany, Israel, Romania, and Hungary, to the vibrant dance community in Charleston, South Carolina, I've not only performed with various companies, but also have shared my passion through teaching for over a decade. As someone who appreciates history deeply, I have a Bachelor's in History and a minor in French and a soon-to-be master's in education with a concentration in curriculum and instruction from the College of Charleston. I bring a unique perspective to the dance world. I understand the importance of looking back to move forward to appreciate our roots while nurturing new growth. This podcast is a reflection of my journey and dedication. It's here to keep you informed about the best practices in dance foster strong relationships within dance families and communities, and above all, support the thriving of young dancers through parental and studio support. So whether you're a dance enthusiast, a seasoned professional, or a parent navigating the world of dance with your child, this is the place for you. Let's dive into the world of dance together, learning, growing, and connecting one step at a time. So I plan to discuss a few different elements of auditioning that is important to keep in mind within the families of our dancers. The first one we're going to discuss is financial planning for your summer intensives. The second one is trying to balance life and dance on the way up to your auditions. And then we have nutritional advice for peak performance. And lastly, we are going to discuss emotional support and building resilience for our dancers. So starting with our financial planning, it's important to understand that budgeting for summer programs is not going to be just about counting your pennies. It's about trying to apply smart strategies and creative solutions to properly prepare for the expenses ahead. When you are looking at your finances and how they play in with the dance world, it's important that you're aware of what's going on. You wanna be aware of what the cost of the summer intensive that you're looking at is going to be. That is very important. Can you afford it? You want to be aware of the cost of the audition. They can sometimes be pretty pricey, especially if you have a lot in a season. You wanna think about the travel expenses. Are you able to afford that? Is it going to be too much for the budget that your family has? If you can keep some kind of a budget planner put together to help store this information, that will have a really positive impact on your experience and take away some of the stress. Looking more into this topic, I think it's important to talk about the fact that even though it is expensive and It can feel like a frivolous expense. The audition season is not one to take lightly or to take for granted. So while it is expensive the entire process, it is actually hugely beneficial for your dancer in so many different ways. If you consider just the basic fact that your dancer will be experiencing either a class or choreography, from a different instructor, that means that you're providing for them a moment of exposure. They're being exposed to various techniques. They're being exposed to various teaching styles. They're being exposed to a network of teachers that they would have previously not known. So keeping that in mind, I believe it is well worth the expense. But then when you move further into that and you consider the thousands of dollars that it could cost to actually send your dancer to a summer intensive, I challenge you to think about the long-term goals that you have within your family. So even if your dancer finds a summer intensive they want to go to and you're not sure that you can afford it, how will that feel for you as a parent in that situation? probably not good. So the best thing that you can do is to make sure that you know ahead of time what the cost is, you communicate with your dancer how important it will be for either them to help contribute to earning the money for the cost, if it's something you can't afford, or to looking at fundraising opportunities, or possibly you could look at the scholarships that are offered with these summer intensives. One of the intensives that I went to offered me a full scholarship to go there. And sometimes there are partial scholarships that can still make a pretty significant difference. You want to also look at, for your dancer, possibly just discussing with them the reality that it is something that is way out of your budget that you can't afford at this time, but you are willing to take them to the audition to see that they get that experience at least at a minute level and that they could take that into future auditions as a learning experience where maybe more money could have been saved and that opportunity becomes available. I do really want to stress though the importance of your dancer having opportunities to attend summer intensives. I would argue that from the ages of 12 until 18, that your dancers should absolutely be attending summer intensives every year. And I don't mean summer intensives at their studio. While it would be great for them to dance more at their studio, it's still limiting. You're still taking away that opportunity for your dancer to network. So just going back to the summer intensive that offered me a full scholarship opportunity, I was provided with multiple options that summer, and some of them were way up there in cost, not necessarily something that we wanted to be spending, but having the option to choose one that maybe the studio would not have been as great as some of the others, it still provided that opportunity to work with professionals in the dance world in a situation that would have been little to no cost for my family. So this is another reason why it's so important to not limit the number of auditions that you do. Do not put all of your eggs in one basket. Audition, audition, audition. And remember sometimes the fees, sometimes the class fee for an audition could be upwards of $50. So if you're looking at multiple auditions, obviously that cost is gonna go up as well. But if it could mean for you the opportunity for your dancer to experience that scholarship so that they can actually leave for the summer as well, should your family not be able to afford one of the full summer intensive costs, then you definitely want to audition as much as possible. And also just as a reminder, that experience is really incredible and will provide so much support for your dancer in their futures, especially if they choose to dance, but even if they don't, having to be put in these semi-stressful situations on a regular basis and to develop a little bit of a thick skin will benefit them in every area of their life so again other ways that you can try to prepare financially if you just absolutely know that it is out of your family's budget because that is definitely a thing and it is nothing to be ashamed about you might want to look at freelance opportunities or part-time jobs that could help with assisting in this cost Again, your dancer could do this as well. They could babysit. They could dog walk or dog sit. They could tutor. Um, If you have any special skills that you're kind of hiding, you might be able to use them and let everyone know that it is with the goal of paying for your dancer's training. And that will obviously strike a chord in some people where they feel more like they want to support you and your dancer in that endeavor. So just keep in mind, every little bit helps. It's really about pulling together various resources and being really creative in your approach. It's important that you know how much money your family has and how much they can put towards your dancer's goals. It's important to know the value of the summer intensives that you're looking at. And I do want to have a podcast episode someday where we talk exclusively about different summer intensives and the values that they offer to your dancer and your family but the goal is to support your dancer's dream without overwhelming your family finances. Don't forget, I have created a completely free, at least for now, budget that I will make sure to post in the show notes. This includes a section on training and that has the option of putting summer intensive costs in there so that you can see your overall budget for dance, what you have available, what will work and what won't. Use this to help your family plan for the mounting expenses in your dance lives. So now that we've got that tackled, I want us to glide into balancing dance, school, and life in our next segment. So what is balance? What does balance mean for you? What does it mean for your dancer? What is is your idea of balance? It's very important that you understand what it is exactly that you are wanting and really importantly, what your dancer is wanting out of life. As families, encouraging the balance that you envision between dance, academics, and rest is really the key. So as we move into this segment, I just want you to keep in mind and focus on how maintaining a healthy balance between those areas is going to be key. This balance, is to ensure that your dancer not only excels in their auditions, which is important, but also thrives in all other areas of life. And then I also want you to remember that a well-rounded dancer is going to be a happy and healthy dancer. So the first thing I wanted to look at was effective time management. Time management is going to be a skill. This is not something that is going to come naturally to most people. It's a skill that's going to be as important as any dance technique. I really encourage you to encourage your dancer to use a planner or a digital calendar. A digital calendar, the great thing about that is that it's going to provide the opportunity for you to communicate with your dancer in their scheduling and to help coach them on that. One that I definitely recommend, and I'll make sure to put in the show notes, is called Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N. If you use these planners, the planner can Work out their week, including what dance classes they have, the school work that is expected of them. They should definitely plan for time to rest. And this will help to maintain some sense of control over their lives and to reduce stress. I'm sure all of us have experienced, to some degree, the level of stress that can overwhelm you when a plan is not in place. This also will be very beneficial for your dancers in setting up some solid routines. And practices that they can take with them for the rest of their life. So, next, you want to look at academic priorities. It's essential that dancers do not let their dance overshadow their academics. You want to help your dancer set realistic academic goals and to provide support for that. This might mean arranging for tutoring or setting aside specific times that they can do any kind of homework they might have or to study. So as a dancer myself, the level of academic ability that I have witnessed in the dance world actually generally supersedes that of the average student. So you're looking at this not necessarily as something that does not go naturally with dance, but as something that you want to encourage and support for your dancer to understand that there is more to the world than just dance and that there may be a day in their lives that they decide they want to do something other than dance or in addition to dance. But it is very important that dancers do have what is essentially going to be a backup plan for their lives or interest that can carry them through in times of injury, or just, you know, any kind of life change or plans that don't really work out the way that they'd originally intended. If your dancer has no other interest in life, it can definitely make things more complicated for them long-term. So definitely prioritize their academics and set some really solid goals with them that you can help work through. Now, the importance of downtime is going to be a crucial element of finding this balance. I think it is very hard for dancers when they start to get more serious to take this thought to heart, and it's kind of also become an issue with our hustle culture. We have this idea that we can push through nonstop without taking a minute to catch our breath, and this can cause some very negative outcomes regarding not just mental health, but physical health, especially for dancers. If dancers are dancing 24 seven, that puts a huge toll on their body, especially if they're not planning for other parts of their lives, like the nutritional aspects that we're going to discuss later. So definitely encourage downtime. Try to find opportunities for your dancers to connect with themselves and with you, your family, with their friends. You can encourage other hobbies outside of dance. You could have family game nights. Or you could just insist on simply providing quiet time for them to read or to listen to music. This downtime is not wasted. It is essential for their mental health and creative abilities. So moving from that into this other part of downtime, your physical rest and recovery. I mentioned how strenuous dance can be on the body. The physical demands of dance make rest and recovery paramount. Ensure that your dancer gets adequate sleep, right? We're looking for a young dancer. It's going to be a minimum of eight hours. Even that is really not enough. You should be looking at trying to get them 10 hours of sleep a night. Ensure that they get that adequate sleep and consider gentle activities that can be interworked into their schedule like yoga or swimming on their rest days to help help keep their body active and to help train it for their dance lives, but to not overwork it. You wanna look for activities that are not going to cause stress, additional stressors on their joints and their bones and their muscles, right? You wanna provide things that are going to give them that opportunity to maintain their physical aspect of their love, their passion, dance, but not to overwork them. And then just simple rest is hugely beneficial. The last thing in this segment that I wanted to discuss is keeping the lines of communication open between your dancer and yourself. Regularly check in with them about how they're feeling, what's going on with them physically and emotionally, and then be a sounding board for their frustrations and a cheerleader for their successes. Your dancer will go through a lot emotionally and physically and mentally. It's a lot. It's very stressful at times. And your job is really to provide a space where they can talk openly, free of judgment, and where you are willing to listen and help them when they need it, even if that means only listening. Just remember balancing dance, academics, and personal life is going to be like performing a complex ballet. It requires continuous practice, a lot of patience, and often you will experience a bit of trial and error. By supporting your dancer in these areas that we discussed, you're not just helping them prepare for auditions, you're helping them build skills that will serve them well throughout every part of their life. The next segment is going to be nourishing your dancer in the world of nutrition. So, this is, I'm just going to let you know right now, obviously a very small, condensed version of a very big topic in the dance world. But that being said, this topic is as vital as a well-fitted point shoe would be. Nutrition, nourishing your dancer's body and the mind is crucial, especially during the demands of audition season. Here's how you can help your dancer stay energized and healthy. I want you to think of these tips as being the general rule to follow, whether in or out of an audition season. That being said, we will discuss briefly at the end of this segment what should be eaten on the day of the audition. So for starters, balanced meals. A dancer's diet should be as balanced as their pirouettes. Focus on a mix of carbohydrates for energy. You're thinking like 50% of what they're consuming is carbohydrates. Proteins need to be in their diet, and you're looking at that providing muscle repair. Fats are hugely important for balancing hormones, providing long-lasting fuel, and helping your dancer maintain mental health. So don't forget in this, fruits and vegetables are going to be an essential form of carbohydrates to be consumed for their vitamins and minerals that will help to continuously provide good health for your dancer and excellent opportunity for them to repair their bodies from the damage that is done through dance. So again, just restating that, make sure that their meals are balanced. Keep that as a regular part of their lives. They should not be limiting their diet to a few food choices. They should not be cutting out any food groups. It is very important that it's healthy, balanced and provides the proper nutrients. So next you want to look at hydration. This is going to affect your dancers flexibility, their strength and their endurance. I want you to encourage your dancer to carry a water bottle and to drink it regularly. Dehydration can be a dancer's silent foe, as well as anyone else, but definitely for dance, this is crucial. So please stay ahead of it. It would be important to communicate as well to your dancer that you want to cut out caffeinated beverages as much as possible as they serve as a diuretic. So essentially what they will do is make your dancer feel like they need to use the restroom more regularly throughout class, which can be a huge nuisance and especially in an audition situation can cause problems for them being in and out of the class and being uncomfortable through their audition. So definitely encourage water over anything else, but it's also important to make sure that they are balancing electrolytes with their consumption of water so that they are not over consuming, which can also be very dangerous moving from that into meal planning and prep this is going to be something that will help you especially if your family is just generally a busy family with busy schedules it's easy to resort to quick less nutritional options i definitely know this well the situation is very difficult to manage the best way though is going to be dedicating time each week for meal planning and prep you want to involve your dancer in this process this is going to help to develop life skills for them and to ensure that they're eating meals that they enjoy, but also that meet their nutritional needs. I was just discussing this actually with Meg, the guest that I had on a previous episode, and she was saying that her daughter is now at Joffrey and that before they allowed her to go there for the year, because she's under the age of 18, they made sure that she was able to cook her own meals and essentially take care of herself. And this is a huge part of it is, is she going to be able to take care of herself nutritionally when you look at nutritional needs you want to keep in mind that every dancer's body is going to be unique it doesn't hurt to consult with a nutritionist who will understand the very specific demands of dance they can help to provide tailored advice ensuring that your dancer's diet supports their energy levels and their physical demands i will always recommend talking to a doctor before making decisions yourself. Snacks are gonna be huge in this area for energy boost, especially during the audition season. Some audition days means auditions back to back. You wanna pack plenty of healthy snacks like nuts, yogurt, or fruit for quick energy boost between salads or auditions. And these can be really big lifesavers, providing the necessary fuel without being too heavy. Additionally, for the audition day, I would highly recommend not introducing any foods that your dancer has not consumed previously. So I would not recommend a heavy meal. You don't want them to feel heavy and bloated, but I also would not recommend something like a big salad because salad can actually cause some discomfort in their stomachs during the audition and produce negative results. So the best thing I would say, if you're thinking of a meal for an audition, it'd be something with eggs in the morning and then maybe a small sandwich in the afternoon and then plenty of snacks in between to help keep them from being hungry and to maintain that level of fuel and energy that they will need throughout their audition day. Again, make sure they also have water accessible to them at all times. So another thing that people ask about Pretty frequently or that I think we all just kind of have a general concern over is going to be treats right the sweets that we have in our lives and it's just so important to remember it's all about balance an occasional treat is going to be perfectly fine there should be no guilt there should be no shame over your dancer enjoying a sweet treat and some dancers some people they just have a biological need for more sweet things this would be something that you would definitely want to talk to your nutritionist maybe have their blood tested and see kind of maybe if they're missing anything nutritionally that's causing them to favor more sweet things um, but it is important for your dancer to enjoy their food and to not feel overly restricted when we're talking about mental and physical health you do not want to put pressures on them that are going to cause more damage than good if While saying that, your dancer does struggle with overconsumption of foods that are not going to benefit them beyond momentary gratification. It might be worth developing a journaling habit for your dancer. And this again needs to be 100% guilt-free and it's strictly used in an informative way for your dancer to think metacognitively of why it is that they're making the decisions that they are making. Is it something that benefits them? Why or why not? Is a choice that they are making, something that they actually want. Why or why not? They need to make a concerted effort of leaving anything, like guilt or shame, at the door and use it just as a tool to learn more about themselves and their own habits. By focusing on good, nutritious eating, you're not just going to be fueling your dancer for the audition season. This goes back to that idea that you're instilling habits that will promote lifelong health and vitality. It is important to keep that well-balanced diet up until the audition and through the audition and then throughout the year, and then to accommodate for any changes in the diet that will help to make sure that your dancer is injury-free and able to maintain the levels of energy that they need. So wrapping all that up, keep in the forefront of your mind a balanced diet is the foundation of a dancer's energy and performance. You want to emphasize the importance of carbohydrates, proteins, fats, and hydration in conversations with your dancer. It's not just about calories, but it's about listening to your body and providing the proper fuel that it needs for optimal performance. Good nutrition is as important as a great plie. It is important for your dancers to understand that. Without the proper nutrition, their bodies could break down and could have very negative impacts on their performance and their mental health. Now with our dancers well fueled and ready to go, let's leap into the importance of emotional support in this next segment. This will be the last segment that we talk about, and it's going to be touching on emotional support that you would provide for your dancer. Audition season can be challenging. Your role in providing a listening ear and a comforting hug is invaluable. You want to celebrate the efforts of your dancer. And remind them that every audition is a learning opportunity and a stepping stone inside of their dance journey. So let's focus on this crucial aspect of your dancer's journey and how it's going to help build resilience for them in the long term. This is going to be the heart and the soul of what it means to not just be a dance family, but to be a family that will dance through life's challenges together. When you are looking at your dancer from the perspective of a parent, you wanna make sure that there's going to be some level of understanding and empathy. You want to recognize the pressures and the challenges that your dancer will be facing. You need to be that listening ear. You need to offer understanding. You need to try your hardest to develop some empathy if it does not come naturally as maybe you have not had any experiences yourself that would mirror that of your dancer. Sometimes though, a dancer just needs someone to listen to them and not to fix the problem. Moving from that though, into growth mindset, something that we all know by now I'm a huge advocate of. You wanna take every opportunity to learn about growth mindset. You want to model it to your child, yourself. You wanna help your dancer view challenges as an opportunity to grow emphasize for them the importance of effort and learning over just winning or landing a role. Developing this mindset is going to help build resilience and a healthy approach to setbacks. You have to remember that failure is always going to be a part of success. If your dancer intends to be successful, they have to know upfront that it is okay to fall and is okay to fail. Moving now into rejection, which is where we get into that growth mindset, right? Auditions will bring disappointments. It's essential to acknowledge the hurt, but also to help your dancers see the bigger picture. This is something that my mom I think is a master of. Each audition that you guys experience, regardless of the outcome, it's going to be a learning experience and a step forward in your child's dance journey. You want to help them see that bigger picture so that they know that there could be many circumstances that had led to that rejection, most of which have nothing to do with your dancer and almost entirely has nothing to do with your dancer as a person, but strictly just where they are in their dance journey at that time does not match up with that of the judges and the audition. So you want to provide for them the opportunity and the space to see the bigger picture in that journey. Growth mindset, again, looking at that, you're going to be prioritizing celebration of efforts, not just results. You want to make sure that you are letting them know that you are there for their hard work, their dedication and their progress, that the outcome of the auditions are relevant in that picture. This will help to reinforce the value of the journey and the effort that is put into it and the overall experience to make it less of a negative one and more of an experience of learning. You also want to make sure that your home environment is going to be supportive. You want it to be stress-free for them as much as possible so that your dancer can have some opportunity to relax, unwind, and to think about things. This could mean having a no dance talk zone or engaging in activities that are completely unrelated to dance just as we discussed earlier in our balancing. You also want to make sure that you're encouraging other interests. You want to support and encourage these interests that are going to be outside of dance to not only help in creating a more rounded individual but to provide a healthy outlet and a break for your dancer from the dance world. This is going to be very beneficial when you're looking at the longevity of your dancer in their dance life. You also want to remember that the role that you play in providing emotional support and helping build resilience in your dancer is going to be invaluable. They will take this every day for the rest of their lives in some part of their life. It's going to be about more than just guiding them through auditions, but it's about nurturing their growth as artists, and as individuals. You want to be there for them every step of the way to help them achieve their own success and to live the life that they dream of. This really wraps up our episode for today. To all of the dance families out there, your role in your dancer's life is immeasurable. You're the backstage crew that keeps the show going. This season, your support Your understanding and your love are the best gifts that you can give to your dancer. Thank you for joining us today on Ballet Class Revolution. I want to invite you to email me at hello at heathercahoon.com. Tell me how you're liking the show. What's your favorite episode so far? Or if you have any ideas that you would like to see in future episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram for more updates at the handle at Ballet Class Revolution. Lastly, if you check out the show notes, you will find a link that will take you to download your very own audition checklist and guide. This will be immensely helpful in the chaotic audition season that we happen to be in at the time of this episode. Please remember, keep supporting, keep loving, and keep dancing. Until next time.